Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. This is the Talent Development Hot Seat bonus round. I'm talking today with Alyssa DeVere, who is an expert on confidence and ERGs. And if you haven't already listened to our full interview about confidence and building confidence and providing confidence to others in your organization, make sure you go back and listen to that interview. Today, as our bonus round, I'm going to talk to Alyssa a little bit about her career. What are her proudest moments? What are her biggest challenges or mistakes? What trends is she following in talent development? And what career advice does she have for those of us in the talent development world? All right, here's my bonus round interview with Alyssa. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to my bonus round interview with Elisa DeVere. And make sure you listen to my interview with her all about confidence and how you can build more confidence and yourself. And let me know what resonated. Find my post on LinkedIn or share it on LinkedIn or send me an email. Send her an email and let us know uh, what resonated, what you took away. We always love hearing from listeners. And of course, a reminder that this episode and all of our episodes of the Talent Development Hot Seat is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank Community where we have over 100 amazing talent development professionals who are coming together on a regular basis to share information and talk about what they're doing. And I have Elisa scheduled to be a guest speaker on our call on September 22nd. So if you enjoyed this conversation and you're listening to this before the 22nd of September and you want to come join that call, reach out to me. Either come join the Think Tank community at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com or tdtt.us. Come join the community or send me an email and say, hey, I want to check out that call before I join. And uh, if you're a talent development professional, I'll be happy to invite you in. My email is andy at andystorch.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Alyssa, we had a great interview so far talking all about confidence and ERGs. I want to dig into a little bit of your career now. What has been your biggest career accomplishment or your proudest moment so far? Oh my God. You know, I feel like I'm on a job interview, but you know, all good. I, I would say figuring out, 
I talked a lot about our confidence coaching methodology and went through all these different methodologies, modalities that are out there and realized that, you know, at the heart of every coaching moment is this ability to give somebody confidence, whether they have, they are conscious that they need confidence or not. And to boil it down to six really easy questions. I mean, that, you know, we tested it and validated it. And now when we do it, like, it's just magical. I have coaches that have been doing coaching for like, you know, decades and they learn this and they're like, why didn't anyone tell us this sooner? So, you know, I feel really good about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> so creating the confidence methodology that, that people can go follow and, and dig into. I like it. Yeah. And I use it every day in my own life. So, you know, that, that feels good too. I love it. Uh, flip side of that, what has been one of your biggest mistakes or failures and what did you learn from it? I let people shit all over me for way too long. Mm. You know, it was, you should blog more, you should podcast more, you should SEO more, you should LinkedIn, LinkedIn more, you should, you should, you should. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're a marketer or entrepreneur, you know, you can, you should eat better. You should do that. You know, it, and one of my favorite sayings is just because people say it doesn't make it true. Right. Right. So it took me a long time to learn that. And I wish I had known it sooner. I think that the shoulds got me the best of me. You know, I, I have a very pedigree education background and that competitive nature to go into investment banking and do all the high profile, run the boardroom kind of stuff. And it was never who I was. It's not what I wanted to do. And it took me years to finally find the lane that, you know, I'm doing something that makes me feel good and still covers the, you know, the mortgage. So yeah. do I wish I had done that sooner? Yeah. Do I wish that I had, had ignored some of the weird advice? Yeah. Is it a big mistake? Oh, I made more big mistakes than I can tell you, but I think they all track, track back to that voice in my head saying, you should do this. Right. Yeah. I, I was ha I'm glad someone a few years ago turned me onto this idea of not shooting on people. And I try not to shoot on myself or others, catch myself all the time. And I catch other people. And it's really interesting. It's eye-opening when you realize that like, there's nothing we should do. There's just things that we do. And everybody has their own path and their own opinions. And in fact, I caught somebody earlier today. I was running. Uh, so I run a, a workshop now from my book on owning your career. And I was running this workshop. We were in the introductions at the beginning, talking about you know things we wanted to do in childhood that we didn't end up doing because we didn't put enough effort into it. And this woman said, well, I was, I was, I played a lot of piano when I was younger and I gave it up. And, you know, I, I wish, I wish I still played and I should have stayed with it. And I said, well, no, you shouldn't. There's no should about it. Like you could have, and it'd be nice if you did and you'd be able to play piano more, who knows where it would have gone, but should implies that there's some kind of like ordained path that like you, you needed to keep playing piano in order. Right. And you made the right decision, you, the best decision for you at the time, which you may regret later on, but it still doesn't mean that you should do anything or shouldn't do anything, right? That's, that's no, all up to us. You're absolutely right. And you know, should is a signal. There's a couple of signals that we get in life and nobody teaches us this. So I'll, I'll teach you and I'll teach anyone who's listening here. Hmm. Should is a signal. If you're feeling should, that's that moment in your amygdala going, hmm, do I want to make a confident decision and actually do something about it? Or am I going to confidently say, I'm not going to do, I don't know, I shouldn't do this. I, or It's not in my lane right now. It's not in my values, needs, or wants. So you get that opportunity anytime should pops up to make that confident decision. Mm. Um, another really good signal, Andy, just for the record, is yeah. stress. Mm. 
if you're feeling stressed about something, it's a very similar, similar thing is your amygdala screaming at you going, Hmm, you need to think about, make a decision about this. And the decision can be, I don't want to think about this and I'm not going to think about it. It's not important to me, but that stress is a signal to your brain saying, Hey, you know, there's something living in there. That's making you not confident. Let's deal with that. Hmm. That's really good. You should tell more people about this. I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joking, so there's, there's a couple of other signals, you know, that right. I think we, we just, you know, we, we kind of let them fester and, and that festering that should in the stress and the, you know, um, it, it, it's just not healthy, <laughs> let right. alone yeah. it kills our confidence. Right. Um, Alyssa, I know you work with a lot of people in learning and development, talent development. What do you see as the biggest challenge in talent development right now? The biggest challenge you know, we talked about on the podcast demonstrating humanity. And I think that's what it is. I think it's really hard when you're getting 4 million resumes or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get managers to interview people on time and you're juggling all that. Um, You know, you, you start to feel a little bit like a robot, like a machine. And so remembering your own humanity for yourself and then remembering the humanity for the people that you're dealing with, that's really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Is there a trend you're following in learning and development or corporate learning? type space that's interesting to you? Yeah, well, one of our research partners is a company called LIS and they do uh, quarterly workforce, emotional and motivational learning, uh, listening studies every, and they just did one for Q2, um, Q3 is in the works right now for this year. And, you know, we've been trending thing, watching things as COVID and BLM and other things have, you know, transitioned some of, some of the findings. And it was very clear over the last, at least two quarters, maybe three quarters even, that the need for purpose has risen to the top. I mean, it's not the only study that's saying that, right? That per people need purpose. But one of the things that I think is really interesting about it is we've gone from like a YOLO kind of, you know, you only live once, just do it kind of mentality to life is really short and precious and we need to make better decisions with how we're gonna spend our time. And that's translating into the workforce that if I'm doing a job that's not rocking my world or I'm working for a jackass, mm. Or I, I'm tired of telling the guy who's two cubicles down to stop putting fish in the microwave, <laughs> right? Like, I don't have time for this anymore. The aggravation level is like that sign to my brain that says, this is not aligned with my values, needs, and wants. And I've got to figure out a way to make that better. And mm-hmm. that is triggering, again, according to this one study, 30 to 40% of the workforce looking for new jobs right now. Yep. We, we talk about a job shortage. That's part of the problem. The, problem, the bigger part of the problem, I think, because we can fix this. Mm-hmm. is that people hate where they work because the people are making it torturous. Yeah. Right. So that is really a challenge. And I think a trend that we're going to start to see, um, hopefully see people reconciling and going, you know what, we can fix those things. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's keep the good talent. And it, by the way, if we do that, yeah, we'll attract the right talent too. Absolutely. And I think we're going to see companies, you, you have to take action because as many in our community know, and around talent development, or we're hearing this term getting thrown around now called the great resignation, right? That's coming. A lot of people are going to be leaving jobs they're unhappy with. Uh, and we've got to do things we can to keep our top talent. Alyssa, is there, I know you've written several books and you're a voracious reader as well. Uh, is there a book that you highly recommend often or has made a big impact for you other than your own, of course? Well, many, and I, I feel kind of almost uh, guilty that I'm not bringing out all these really wonderful authors that I get called a lot to quote and stuff. And there's just so many good books out there, but this one is a recent one. And I've been honking it a lot because it just, it really made me 
I don't know how to say it. Like I, I literally sobbed my way through this book in a good way. I'm going to hold it up on screen and then I'll read it. It's called finding, find your voice, save your life. And it's stories um, of women in particular who had various versions of things happen in their life. And I want to use the word trauma, but they're not all the kinds of traumas that you think. Some of them are a collection of micro traumas, but they have had challenges in their life. And they got to a point where they finally stood up and they let their voice out and resolved all these things. And it's just a beautiful collection of stories written by the actual individuals. Um, and it made me realize that, you know, sometimes when you're in the muck of things, it's really hard to stand up and, and represent your, you know, have your confidence scream through. And these people found the way to do it. I, you know, I, I almost want to toss a question back to you, Andy, is like, you know, in the muck of dealing with cancer, you know, what was that, what was that pivotal moment that you go, I'm going to find my voice and I'm going to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was, I, I took a couple minutes to, to, I guess, to like understand the situation, right. And realize, okay, this is the situation. And then took all the work that I've done on my mindset and everything else leading up to this point to say, okay, this is a challenge. This is a speed bump in the road. It's not what I would have picked. It's not convenient, but I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to involve my family in it. And my wife and I are going to tackle this together and, and I'm going to share along the way. And I, you know, it didn't take long for me to come to that conclusion, but it was sort of a pivotal moment in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to take this on and this is going to be a challenge and it's going to suck, but you know, I'll deal with it like any other challenge and I'll get through it. And, uh, and I did. Yeah. And I think that that pivot, that realization, it was the same thing that I had when I described when my son was diagnosed and I was like, that's it, I'm done. I'm, I'm dealing with this. That's that moment of confidence. That's that decision point that you reach, that I reach, that these women reach that I just find so incredible. And again, they're not famous. They're not immortal. Neither you, neither am I, but I think everybody has the ability to do that. Confidence is a choice. And when we exercise that, it is our superpower. Absolutely. Love it. Last question for you, Alyssa, for people listening in talent development, learning and development who are looking for ways to find more confidence and success in their careers. What's one more piece of advice you would give? Oh gosh. One more piece of advice, confidence and success as a talent development. Career Remember, advice, career success. Oh, no, this is good. I want to say this the right way. That's why I'm taking a little bit of a pregnant pause here. As a tele talent development person, again, you can lose yourself in the administration and the frustration of the systems and of the process. It's really easy to do that. But at the end of the day, remember that you're enabling somebody, hopefully, to get their dream job, to be on their career path, to do great things. And that enablement should be really the motivation, not, not necessarily the numbers or the the, you know, the performance review, but really trying to find the right matches for the right people. And if you can do that and look back in your life, I know a lot of talent development people come in very young. You don't know this when you're 20 or 30, by the time you're 40, 50, 60, um, your legacy is gonna be how many people that you lifted up. And uh, talent development people have a huge opportunity to do that. But you, you, know, you have to remember to do, that's the priority, not the numbers. Absolutely love that. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. We'll have to get you back to come speak in the community sometime. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you more and talking more in the future. Right back at you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. 
Thank you again. Take care.